Hello and welcome to Customer Experience Conversations. In this episode, we start discussing how gyms and leisure centers could optimize their customer experience strategy using different kinds of technology. All right, hello guys and welcome back to Customer Experience Conversations. We've got a new and exciting episode for you today. As I just said in the intro, we're going to be talking about a new industry that we're working on very early on but we've been looking at gyms and leisure centers as a possible market that could do with their customer experience being improved now i'm going to kick it off with a question to greg my only guest on today's show tell me what kind of experiences have you had recently going to your gym well i'm a member of a just a local gym and it's sort of a regular gym quite affordable and it sort of has a bit of everything you know it has some classes that you can book into it has obviously all the facilities and equipment that you'd pretty much need. And some of those classes, for example, are paid for classes. Some are included with the membership. It has a sauna, but nothing as fancy Ooh. as a pool or anything like that. A sauna is pretty luxury. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's, it's not that luxury if you saw it. But <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, so, so my general experience of like the main gym I use is that, which is like I say, just a local gym. Hmm. But over the last couple of years, I have tried these more premium style workout classes slash gyms if you know what i mean so like niche gyms yeah like really niche ones where they're specialists like an f45 class or something like that or there's these ride classes for like spinning and things like that so that sort of style i've done a few of those like say just spinning ones really and i've tried those and obviously i've been able to see the difference in service the difference in customer experience that you get so it's yeah it's quite interesting actually and i think i'm excited to get into this topic and this industry more because like you i've seen some areas i think of opportunity we can might be able to help or something so yeah definitely so i completely relate to those niche classes i've seen a lot of crossfit gyms popping up mm-hmm. who have well, to be honest they're very expensive for what they are it's just a bunch of barbells and plates and yeah. padding on the floor but they do very educational classes yep and that justifies their price it also filters out the uh the regular gym goers who don't necessarily engage in those kind of exercises mm. And it also it's also the same for MMA gyms. There's loads of those nowadays where they're quite expensive, but it's very personal customer experience. Yeah. Like you walk in and they know exactly who you are. But one thing I've noticed at my gym, I go to a leisure center and they've got so many different resources that they've obviously tried to implement some kind of kiosk system, mm-hmm. like a resource management system, where instead of going up to the reception and signing in for your activity and then letting you through the gates, there's a kiosk where you state your purpose for your visit Mm-hmm. you check out and then you scan your card again for the second time to get through the barriers okay but the system is awful and it honestly i'm not sure if the desired result for these kiosks was to reduce the service time or to manage resources because it to be honest doesn't do either properly if anything it increases the time it takes to get through reception by an extra two minutes mm-hmm. which is ridiculous is there a member of staff at the desk anyway yeah there is and i i, I just completely skip the kiosks even though they're supposed to be fast track <laughs> I just go to the person at the desk. Well, yeah, that's always interesting, isn't it? Because you've always got that dynamic of anywhere that offers service and you have like a, like you say, a registration or a checking functionality like like with most gyms and things. And there is the element of a member of staff plus devices like kiosks. And yeah, of course, the kiosk is there and designed to take that burden away from or take those sort of processes away from the member of staff behind the desk. But it's also because it's supposed to just make that process faster. Like you said, if it's not achieving either of those, then it needs to be reevaluated, in my opinion. So, uh, but yeah, and I think one thing we were talking about earlier is obviously the rise of 24-hour gyms. Is your gym 
I guess it's not 24 no, because no, it's a leisure centre. So no. guessing not. So yeah, obviously you've then got competition from things like 24-hour gyms. And if you want a good check-in experience, look at those in my experience because I've used a couple of those before. And they have really slick, easy-to-use check-in functionalities. What is it about these systems that you liked so much? Well, it's very easy. Like with most mm. of them, you either tap a card. Although my gym is not 24 hours, it's a fingerprint. And so you can't ever lose your card. And hopefully you never lose your finger. <laughs> so, you know, for me, it's really easy. When I get to the gym, all I have to remember to bring is my water and your finger and my finger basically <laughs> right and then i know i'm i'm away to to work out so it's like really simple process mm. and i really like that idea because like i say it's not another card i've got to remember it's not something mm. else it's quite easy to set up it's not some tedious scanner that doesn't work properly yeah exactly and it works every single time yeah so mm. yeah it's really good yeah that's that's really good so i was doing some research and mm-hmm. You were just saying about these 24/7 gyms and in the pre-pod conversation you mentioned that the the actual class booking part of their mm. their their service was really efficient yeah yeah do you think do you think it was like a real-time solution i'll go back to the example of my gym so the gym i'm a member at, i think has a brilliant little booking solution because not only do they offer a really good number of classes and range of classes the booking process is is really transparent number one you can see exactly how many seats or places are available for any class at any given time therefore you have a real-time view of the actual class it also is quite nice because if you don't make it in time they take a certain percentage of that class number and they can build a waiting list of it which is quite nice so let's say you've got 30 seats in a spin class they might say we'd expect maybe maximum of five people to drop out so they'll build a wait list of five people Mm. that's a great little thing and to put those sort of solutions together is not that not too crazy to be honest and i think adds such a modern feel to the whole experience yeah and you just think well what's the alternative the alternative there are other alternatives but the last thing you want is people calling every day to you yeah you know booking onto classes and you've got spreadsheets to manage and this that and the other whereas if you can set that up and invest in setting that system up it can do i think Hmm. wonders for the whole customer experience because anyone can use that system especially the one we have huge range of ages and etc in in the classes i go to so they they everyone's able to do it it's not hard to do uh yet it gives such a great customer experience because i know exactly i've got my seat reserved and i get confirmation on it and you even get notifications for example to say when a class is available to book and stuff like that so it's really if you get these systems right whether it's 24 7 gym or it's like a a local gym i think it can offer massive value yeah, no, these systems are definitely something that leisure centers especially have failed to implement into their strategy. But while you were saying that, you actually sparked a very interesting thought. How many times, the amount of times I've booked into a class, and this was when I was back at uh, Pure Gym, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be able to get a slot because all the, all the slots had been taken. They'd all been booked up. But I would go to the gym at the same time anyway. There were so many no-shows to this class yep. that would just really wind me up because I hadn't booked my slot into that class. What I thought would be really interesting to do is sort of like when you're checking in at an airport. Yep. To solve that problem, you could have a check-in process automated. So you'd receive a text 20 minutes before your class starts and say, are you still coming today? Click here if you are. Yep. Because then if they didn't, the system could say there's potentially five slots left. Well, yeah. And, <coughs> and, and then it, reallocate the waiting list. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, there's There's 100% that. I think it's good It's good to suggest things like that because I think depending on the demand, like you can 
absolutely implement mm. those solutions. But then th- th- there's also, if you know, if there's a gym manager listening, they're going to say sometimes that's just impractical. And I mm. completely agree with them because I go to the gym and like I say, at the moment, all I need is my fingerprint and my water. I do take my phone because I listen to music, for example. But let's say I forgot my phone and all of a sudden, let's say you had a, ch- I know you're not necessarily saying that, but let's say you had a checking mm. functionality you had to do. That's one way, obviously, to to add another step to the customer experience. So you've, it can definitely work. And like I say, if it's if it's demand driven, if it's such a high demand for certain classes at a gym, I don't think there's anything wrong with asking people to maybe check in, for example. But that would take time to implement because you'd mm-hmm. have to ask customers to bring a phone, or maybe like I say, even if it was fingerprint driven, they like I say they put their fingerprint on the door as they go in. And the reason why I was going to highlight that is because whether you did or didn't use that system, but let's say you did, the main thing is that you can then record if people don't turn up. And I've Mm. seen systems that penalize customers if they book and often don't show up. So for example, if you booked three times and didn't show up, your booking would then be withdrawn from your account for the next, let's say, month, for example. That seems fair. Yeah, I, th- I think it is. Like, if, if you are constantly booking up spaces and then not turning up because you're staying in bed, then <laughs> you deserve to lose that right, I think. But anyway, I think that that's obviously a very much a case-by-case basis depending on the gym demand and systems mm. they have in place, etc. What about if we look at this whole space of leisure centers, gyms, and general customer experience? Do you think that there's more opportunity to get more from the staff in terms of utilization with booking systems perhaps because what i was thinking about earlier is that every staff member like when we work in the retail space for example or any other sector we work in when we're trying to optimize someone's working day we basically give them a calendar and the moment you give someone a calendar you have accountability and you have you have visibility as well as from a business perspective and I just don't know if that's something I've ever seen personally in this space at all. So giving your personal trainers or giving your staff members a calendar where you can monitor how many classes they're in, how many personal training sessions they're in, how many other sessions like treatment sessions they're doing, etc. Have you ever seen anything like that? No, where like that's, that's a really good question. I'll have to reach out to some personal trainers and see what, what how do they manage is. their day yeah, for how example how do they manage their day it's a really good point because to me like i say from a business perspective you've got a system where all of your staff members regardless of their, their roles but if they're all working from a unified uh, calendaring system where they have their individual calendars you might be able to get some more visibility and i think this is an idea that you know i'm only just sort of thinking about so we probably have to explore it in more detail on, on a following podcast but just an idea to throw out there to the audience see if, yeah, it, see a, if it gets any ideas a, flowing that's a really interesting point at my gym since they implemented the kiosks, I'm assuming, they also expanded the, the reception desk. Mm. So that half of it is the reception desk, but now the other half of the reception desk is a cafe. Oh, really? Okay. So that now, because obviously because they thought the kiosks would help the staff on the reception, they'd now be able to pick up another responsibility of working the cafe as well. Mm. And it's not really properly implemented, obviously, because the kiosks don't work properly. But I think it's a great idea Yeah. because now the gym entrance is not only the entrance to the gym, but it's also a cafe where people who aren't even members of the gym can walk in, use it, have have a chat, have a coffee and eat some food. Yeah, nice. I personally think this is a huge topic and a massive industry and I think we've mm. got a lot of learning to do on it. But yeah, as ever, if anyone has any ideas and you know wants to get in touch with us, they're more than welcome to because we'd love to hear, hear people's thoughts who work in this industry and really just hear what are the challenges that you face because you know we, we try to create memorable, you know, really valuable customer experiences that comes in several different ways. But in order to create the best customer experience, you really need to understand the dynamic of the customer in relation to the business and 
that's one thing I admit that I don't know as well as maybe other sectors that we work in. So it'd be great to, to hear from people. Perfect. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. And there'll be another episode on this, definitely. So tune in soon. And if you think you have any answers to the questions that have been raised in this podcast, reach out to me on louis.simmons at acftechnologies.com. That's L-O-U-I-S dot S-I-M-M-O-N-S.